you know, almost anything can be a million dollar idea if you can execute it in a way that will get it to that point. What is good, everybody? This is Michael Sakand, the founder and creator of Our Future. We're a business media brand delivering exclusive insights and career advice so you can unlock your future. And today is the third ever in-person live episode of Our Future, which took place with Jordan Friedman. Jordan is an excellent entrepreneur and a mentor of mine, and he's the founder of Zodaka, which was a revolutionary fintech company that served the cannabis space. He provided credibility to payments in an industry that was very much the Wild West. It's a fascinating story of how he built that product. And now he's getting even deeper into fintech. I'm super excited to watch Jordan continue to take on the financial system and innovate. And the crazy thing is that he was elected to the Forbes Finance Council at just age 21. Please enjoy this conversation with Jordan Friedman. Tap the mic right now, tap it. Bing, bing. Here we are. Thank you for having me, buddy. I'm really excited to to be here. And uh, dude, it's such a pleasure as always. I think you have like, you're doing something really special. And (laughs) dude, it's just, it's exciting. And you know, like one of my greatest joys in life is to be able to help other entrepreneurs and to pass on the experiences I've had to better other people do. That's what it's all about. When you build a business or you start to build a business, your admiration for other entrepreneurs kind of just goes up. You realize how hard it is and you look at these other young people around you who are doing the same thing and you say, hey, like, let's give you a pat on the back. Let's let's talk about how this is a difficult thing to do. Dude, I, absolutely. I mean, like, it's just, what is what does it mean to be an entrepreneur? Is anybody who just starts a business an entrepreneur? And it's a good question, right? And, you know, what, the more I thought about it, the more I really feel that entrepreneur is more a mindset and an outlook and a way of conducting yourself. Um, and one of the things that, yeah, so like one of the things that, um, the lean startup talks about, if you've read that book is it talks about intrapreneurs. And so those are entrepreneurial people who are within companies. They, they are basically, you know, maybe they run a product, uh, you know, a sub product within a larger organization or, you know, they're just sure. trying new things. And so there's a lot of, um, people who I would say are entrepreneurs who aren't necessarily, absolutely starting businesses yet, but maybe they will in the future. So I really see it as kind of like an outlook and an approach to life. You're right, a way of carrying yourself, you got a chip on the shoulder, you know, you're pitching people ideas, you know how to persuade, and it it really is a mindset. And and you've been an entrepreneur for a long time. Yeah, going on six years. Six years now. And so much so that you dropped out of University of California, Santa Barbara, CSB. That's right. After yeah, two quarters. You, and you really wanted to leave the beach that bad. <laughs> Dude, I didn't want to leave that bad. But, you know, it was interesting, bro, because I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And school couldn't provide the the platform for me to do what I want to do and learn what I wanted to learn. I had to go do it on my own because it was a lot quicker that way. And so, yeah, it was. It, so you know, what what industry, what part of the business world was made, keeping you up at night in your dorm? that you wanted to invest your energies into? Like, how did whatever field that was catch your mind? Well, it was, you know, it's always been for me software. I've always just been fascinated by software and and kind of, you know, all these interactions we have with our computers and our phones, what kind of makes them tick, how what's going on behind the scenes and creating those beautiful experiences. So that, it, it's like an art to me. So software has always been the the thing that really caught my attention. The industries that kind of were first really interesting to me 
were all the brand new industries that were popping up, you know, cannabis, CBD, uh, you know, sports betting, just all the kind of like the brand new stuff. So I think the coolest part about jumping into an industry that's just taking off or just kind of finding its roots is how you can establish credibility for yourself in this wild west if you can be you know it was it was the levi it was the the people who sold the yeah, jeans that's right buddy that that actually got rich in the gold rush yep if you can prop up your shop and kind of show that you've invested yourself in this industry you have the knowledge and the connections in your case to financial institutions if you can bring credibility to it that is the value add so uh you're i mean you've gotten a lot of attention for what you've been able to do in this industry in fact you're on the forbes Finance Council right. at age 24, 20, 23, 23. I got it when I was 20, Forbes, one, fin- Forbes Finance Council yeah. age 21. Yeah. So tell me, tell me why you were awarded that, that accolade. What we did in these high-risk industries was really groundbreaking. When we were first kind of coming out with our product, no one had figured out how to like legally move money um, in a way that was easy, still simple for the the user. And we, you know, we did that. We identified a legal cash equivalent that you could still move digitally. The, The thing with how payment works in cannabis now is that if you're using one of those terminals, right, where you put in your sure, card and you put phones. in your PIN, yeah, yeah whatever it is, um, they are spoofing an ATM transaction. So actually what's going on, and that's why a lot of times if you've ever bought cannabis, it's in, in on a debit card, it's in increments of five. And there's also a fee to the buyer, usually not the dispensary themselves. That's because what's going on behind the scenes is called a cashless ATM. So they're literally spoofing an ATM transaction, and that's how the whole industry has been basically operating that's why this whole time yeah i'm surprised that the industry is operating upon that kind of soft flabby system dude well that was the whole that was my whole thing right it's like i felt that there could be a a better way we had a full above board system that we worked with banks to to create square for cannabis yeah i mean something like that it was a direct yeah it was a direct transfer so it was it was through you know you connect up your bank account similar to it's more like venmo in all honesty the user experience was kind of like making a venmo only for econ then all econ. All econ. Yeah, we we had you know the capability to to use it in store, right? Like you could order online in store, right? So you, there was you know other functionalities, but we didn't we didn't take it that far. We didn't you know we got we wanted to get out of this industry altogether, and so sure. Well, you're not exactly out of the industry. Yeah, you're in you're in fintech. In fintech, yeah, out of cannabis. The right. the the what we really saw was that the the bigger opportunity of payments and financial technology and kind of being the nexus of you know commerce financial services and technology is just a much better play what i what i kind of learned is that it's it's great to be a pioneer but you can be too early and Uh it's actually really really difficult to time you know kind of a a product market fit on an industry that is brand new and the regulatory is brand new right i mean we have an interview dropping this week with the director of Microsoft Mixed Reality. I mean, remember how remember how hot VR was for yeah. so long, and yeah. it really didn't pan out. Not yet, and, but and it no, will, and it will. Yeah, I mean, self-driving cars as well. I mean, right. were, the articles were laughable, bro. It's like self-driving cars will be here in 2020. I'm looking outside. There's no self-driving car. Not yet, not really. I mean, your Tesla or your dad's Tesla. Yeah, <laughs> like, limited functionality, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's you not really, bad though. You really want to put your life in the hands of a robot? Not yet, personally. So my dad has a Tesla, and, and he he uses the auto 
autopilot and it terrifies me. And on the freeways, it's pretty good, I will say. It's good on the freeways. Um, it, it is pretty good, but at the end of the day, like, I'd honestly rather be in control of my own car. Absolutely. You know, I'll take a Snapchat of myself on autopilot <laughs> show my friends. Yeah, but, you for, know, the, for the gram and the like, dude, I'm, not just, I'm not trying to get ferried around, bro. I like to be yeah. in control of my destiny and where dude, I'm going. Dude, me too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I know my destination. <laughs> yeah, dude. So you are working on something new right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a B2B software tool for financial, for, for payments. Payment. Yeah, for payment. payment. and the, B2B the, software yeah, tool for payments. That's right. And, and the big thing that I think is really going to take off is that we have some products that are coming out within the framework of payments that are going to help companies grow their revenue a lot. So we're not love just, yes. Yeah, so That's you know, want to hear. Yeah. A lot of, line. right. Exactly. So a lot of everyone else is kind of looking at this, like, Hey, we can like lower your costs. Right. And we're talking about, you know, it matters, you know, a couple, you know, bips is the term, but you know, percentage points. Right. So we optimize their payment experience. We're basically enabling any business to Amazonify their ordering experience, right? You know, these buy now buttons where it's just boom, boom, you know, click, click. We have our first, you know, really big client um, integrating right now and they're beginning to process in about a week, actually. So, you know, Crazy. by the time this podcast is out, they will be up and running. No way. Yeah. That's super exciting. Yeah, I'm very Dad excited. Out, dude. I'm, I'm yeah, really excited to see your next venture dude, get off the you. ground. So I think I know how I want to end this. So there's a lot of, of entrepreneurs out there. Maybe you yourself, the listener, have an idea that you want to go out and, and crush. And maybe it's been in the, your back pocket for a while. I mean, how, 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 what is your advice to someone to just get after it? Like, yeah, that's, you know, the, the hard part is, is how you actually starting. Right. And I think for me, like before I began our future, I was trying to launch businesses, but I could never get them to a point of, of anything. Like I just felt like I didn't have the tools in my arsenal to be able to actually build those ideas that I had. Um, how, I mean, how can you, how can you get started? Dude, it's, 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 I think, I think this is the area that people who want to start businesses struggle with the most. You're absolutely right. Look, first and foremost, showing up is half the battle, right? As far as actually starting, go read books, go read books about people who did it. Like go read the lean startup, go read zero to one, right? Like go educate yourself on what other successful people did. Cause there is no one true way to start. What you have to get comfortable with, and this is tough for a lot of young people, is entrepreneurship is a is a long road, right? It's not instant gratification, no matter what you see online, advertising this and that, such course or you know, sure. affiliate or drop shipping, whatever. It's just not, right? If you want to really build something incredible and new, it's gonna take a lot of time. It's gonna take years. It's gonna take years. It's gonna it's take, gonna take years. I, honestly it's gonna take decades, right? Sure. Like if you you know, so you sure. have to get like comfortable with the you, you know, make sure it's something that you're actually passionate enough about that you're willing to put the next five years minimum of your life in it. And there may be opportunities to exit or get out before then, but like be comfortable with the idea that it's going to take five years and and then just start, right? Just start trying, just start throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. Seeing what sticks. Yeah. I I think that it's kind of like almost a relationship, right? With another person. Right. You're talking about your startup idea. You can't really force it. Right. If you start it and you can't stop thinking about this one thing and you wake up at 7 a.m. in the morning ready to grind it and you wake up early because your brain is excited about getting to work. That will mean, I mean, that is, has you, there's every indication you'll build something successful. Yeah. And exactly. that's not something that can be taught. You're just going to have to 
see if you are going to pour your heart and soul into this thing. Uncertainty used to be something that, and it, for a lot of people, I think it still is, it makes you kind of like scared or depressed. And because you don't know what is, We you inherently know, fear what we don't yeah, understand. Yeah, exactly. But what I learned, and I had to like literally rewire my brain to learn this, and it wasn't easy at first, was that in the uncertainty is the opportunity for those that see it that way to create anything they want. Anything. Anything. It's, we're in the middle of a crisis right now. Don't yeah. let a good crisis go to waste. Don't let a good crisis go to waste. Dude, the, the, I think the next 10 to 30 years are, like, are going to be an even bigger technological boom than the last you know, 20, 10 and 20. It's time to build. Yeah, it's time to build. It's time to build. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to build Braden. our future. We got to build it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Jordan Friedman sharing his insights, his story, the businesses he's built, and his career advice with the futurists today. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Really helps this podcast gain credibility, get to where we want to go if we are to unlock our future. And this is going to be our year. I know it. It's going to be wild. Thanks again for listening. And as always, I want you to do one thing, and that's to stay frosty. Let's get it, everybody.